Hey, welcome to Tangible Takeaways, episode 21. Uh, I'm Jackson, and today I'm going to tell you how I stopped lying to people when I'd say I pray for them uh, and the techniques I've used. And I'm Mikey, and uh, through this discussion for Tangible Takeaways, we want you to be encouraged to jump back into your prayer life and further that. Yep, all that and more in this episode of Tangible Takeaways. Hey, welcome to episode 21 of Tangible Takeaways. 21, Mikey. 21 episodes. 21 episodes. Yeah. I believe that's halfway through the year. There's 52 weeks in a year, right? Yeah, Am there doing is. doing my math right Yeah, here? just about, yeah. Or is that 42? That's not even close. Well, Am I yeah. way off? I'm you, way off. You could it's be 26. way off. 26. Yeah. 26 is halfway through. Yeah, we're almost halfway. So we're halfway there. <laughs> so 21 is of no significance, no. but you're on it. Yeah. So way yep. to go. Way to go. <laughs> welcome back to Tangible Takeaways. Yes. Good to have you with us. We're yeah. in 40 days now. Yep. Uh, which is, what are you excited for about 40 days? Uh, I'm excited the most to, to dive into a structured study yeah. um, that actually, you know, the church, awesome, gracious to give us books to track along. Yeah. Obviously, the new, uh, not my church cards, the, you know, the, the challenge cards that yeah. were listing our oikos. I think that, you know, after the break time of summer, um, vacations, just being away, coming back to a structure mm. helps. Yeah. So getting uh, getting your, your cards, you know what I mean? Um, your, your oikos cards, getting the actual book to be able to follow along, write your own notes and stuff yeah. like that. Um, and uh, honestly, like if you guys are in groups, uh, I would recommend that you just you you contact us somehow, some way, uh, and get into a group, connect yeah. somehow, um, because it's just been great. And to be able to pass out the books to the groups, to be able to share our answers, that kind of thing, and also track along with prayers. Yeah, I mean this whole series, right? Forty days of praying, and yeah. uh, and I think it's been a huge help, and also just restarting that accountability for the fall. Yeah, so, I was thinking even in prepping for this weekend, I was like. I don't know that there's a single person that can say like, oh, no, I'm good in my prayer life. Like, I don't need any focus time yeah. there. I don't want to improve in my prayer life. Like, yeah, everybody like, wants to improve in their exactly, prayer life. Exactly, yeah, you know? yeah. Like, there's something. There's an angle in which they're like, man, I want to get better at this. Or maybe I just want to pray more often. Maybe I want to start praying in the first place. Or Yeah, absolutely. Even so many of us feel like our prayers aren't effective, you know? Yeah, yeah, a lot of times, you know, what was brought up in even in our first session in group, it was it was a lot of transparency and honesty about mm. how prayer has just become routine, mm. um, where you know we haven't acknowledged and recognized how great God is in our prayers in order to bring us out of our day, yeah. right out of the routine, out of the scheduling to take that time and pray. Um, and I think a huge tool that we've been using here and we, we tell everybody to use is that, that Oikos card. Mm. When I know that I'm praying for someone, I, I don't just say their names or I think about their situation. If I'm praying for Jackson, I'm praying for Jackson and Sky. Yeah. I'm praying for their family. Uh, and it's just helped instill those disciplines. But also it, it helps me say, instead of praying on the way to work, yeah. um, which isn't a bad thing. Yeah. It's not a bad thing. However, taking that intentional time before I even get ready for work, or mm. maybe even after I get ready, but taking that intentional time and saying, I'm going to pray right now. More than just cramming it in where you can yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah, our group was, week one, we were really talking a lot about, man, wrestling with this fact that we struggle to be honest in our prayer mm. lives. Yeah. That, um, and what's really interesting is God seems to to listen and work more effectively when you just choose to be honest instead yeah. of saying the right thing. Yeah. Right? So so many of us are like, well, we know the right thing to say is like, I'm sorry, or that was my bad, or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. But like, we don't feel that way. We yeah. That's not what we're actually thinking. And so why not be honest and say, God, I don't feel repentant towards this. And I pray that you would help lean my heart towards yeah. repentance in this. Or God, I don't want to love these people and yeah. I'm having a really hard time with it. Mm -hmm. And letting that space in prayer be a space for honesty, man, yeah. I think that's where God meets us. So yeah. it's no, been I a, agree. a I good agree. challenge so far. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. So what would you say 
as you know, you're looking back at this weekend, um, what's one of the things, you know, we talked about these kind of three perspectives mm, and mm -hmm. I think, you know, there were some live teachers at different campuses. So we might've yeah. come to maybe slightly different spots, but one of the things we're looking at, uh, an example in Ephesians chapter one of Paul's prayer for, yeah. uh, the Ephesian church, which is already unique for us as we're evaluating prayer because it's, you know, this, that's a prayer of a pastor for a church, yes. right? So it's yeah. not really when we're answering the question, is there a right way to pray? It's not really like one-to-one, -one, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's like, not. He's he's praying prayers that a pastor would have for a church. Mm -hmm. But still, we're looking to say, man, how can we improve and get better, healthier even mm -hmm. in our prayer lives? So yeah. his prayer was that their hearts, their, we talked about, in, at least in some of the online spaces and at Victorville and Hesperia, we talked about how their hearts are, the, the backdrop there is that that's their thoughts, desires, emotions. Yeah. It's everything flows out of your heart. Absolutely. That those, those spaces of their lives would be shaped by the hope they have in eternity, the value they have in God's eyes and the power that they've seen in Jesus resurrected from the dead. Yeah. Which one of those, obviously all three of those would be like, well, that would be huge to really yeah. have that shape my thoughts, desires, and emotions. Which one of those sticks out to you though, that you would say, man, I'd like to see that invested more in my prayer life. Yeah. You know, I think for me personally, and this is a season of life, obviously my wife and I, we have our three children, but yeah. we're also uh, fostering to adopt um, mm. two kids mm. currently. And, and it's, a, it's, a, it's a huge world of uncertainty. Mm. And in this world of uncertainty, I'm reminded of 2 Timothy 2.13, when it says that when we are faithless, he is faithful. Mm. Uh, and it, it, it finishes verse. by saying he cannot deny himself because mm. he himself is love, is hope. Uh, mm. And I think to myself, for me personally, for this season of life, the hope of eternal um, like glory with God appealed to me the most. Yeah. And hearing that from, reading that from Paul, but also like picturing myself in the church of Ephesus, reading that from Paul, mm. I would think my pastor is praying over me. Yeah. Uh, that this would be, this is this is what would fill our hearts, right? The hope of glory, the hope of eternity with God. And I think right now in a world of uncertainty, the thing the thing that I seek the most is hope. Mm. Um, you know, yeah. and uh, being, a, being a husband, being a father, like there's times where my temptation is to make it look like I have it all together mm. and to make it look like I got, I have control over things that I don't. Yeah. Because I can manage or stay composed. Um, but listening to the message on the weekend. Uh, I got to listen to it online on Saturday and then I got to listen to it in person on Sunday. And I thought, man, the hope actually draws yeah. my wife and I closer. Yeah. Um, and it really appealed to us. We had a great conversation about it uh, Sunday afternoon. Mm. And it was one of those things where it's like, man, this message along with this series has been super encouraging so far. Yeah. Um, and again, not even fully addressing like a wrong way to pray kind of thing, but yeah. it, it also, it, it shows that Paul himself, even leading by example, giving this impactful prayer to this church to be encouraged is mm. huge. Yeah. Um, because ever so often we as Christians, as people really, we need to be encouraged. And yeah. Paul knew that this is what the church needed at the time. So he said it and it just means so much. Um, cause as, uh, as, as he himself isn't physically there, yeah. um, he is sending word from the Lord and he is encouraging them, you know, by the power of the Holy spirit. So, um, sitting in service yesterday, it totally resonated with us. Yeah. You know, the hope of glory. That, that was one of those things that we, um, were encouraged by the most. Yeah. And you even think about the way that Paul's letters work normally, he could have so easily flushed out in this is what I want you to improve in, or this is what I want oh, to see yeah. more of. I yes. want to see you have hope in eternity. I want you to know how, <clears throat> sorry, I want you to know how deeply God values you. I want you to know the power of Christ. He could have flushed those out more and said exactly what he was getting at, yeah. but then for them to know, man, Paul's not like beating us over the head with this. He's actually 
seeking God on yeah. our behalf, yeah, and asking encourage, yeah. for these things. Absolutely. You know? I think that's so encouraging. And as a natural encourager, I, I want to actually seek to mirror that not only in my own ministry and what I've been placed over responsibility for here, but also in my home. Mm. Like I want my wife to feel encouraged. I want mm. my kids to be encouraged and also to encourage one another. Yeah. So I can imagine Paul as a spiritual father, if you will, of this church and them seeking him for guidance. And, and he's just encouraging them um, from him to them. However, he's encouraging them to encourage one another. Mm. So I think that's yeah. huge. Yeah. And I even love the, that you're highlighting the, the hope component of mm. eternity. Because I think, man, you look at the last year and a half, man, dude, so many reasons to feel hopeless. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, I think about not only the things that I see on the news, but man, I think about the uptick for me in my personal life, even of people I continue to see leaving the faith, yeah. of people who I continue to see deconstructing their faith. Yeah. And I look at that and I feel hopeless. Even sometimes I'm, I'm tempted to despair about the future of the church. Yeah. Like I feel this hopelessness of these things yeah. and to know, man, this isn't going to be forever yeah. because it's not just uncertainty in what's going to happen tomorrow, but it's uncertainty in like, is this person going to stick it out in yeah. their faith? Is, yeah. Are they going to continue on? Like those questions, those fears, those worries for people that I love, like that yeah. is so overwhelming, you yeah. know? So there is, there is great relief. And even as you're talking about Paul praying for the Ephesians, it's got me thinking about this concept. We say a lot, I'm praying for you oh, about yeah. this thing, right? Mm -hmm. And we know as good Christians that like 75% of the time, that's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'll pray for you, bro. Yeah. It's like, I thought about it once. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I didn't even form a sentence in my mind about it, but I'm praying for you, yeah. you know? And you're like, I hope that the spirit just is, you know, giving those groans that, <laughs> that, yeah, that can't that even are be formed into yeah. words. Oh, yeah. Man. It's like, no, I just didn't pray for you. Yeah. And as Paul is writing this thing mm -hmm. and saying, I'm praying for you. Man, what are your what are your thoughts about praying for other people and how we could maybe get a little bit better at that? Right? Yeah. At least not at least at the not lying part. Like if you're not gonna pray for them, there's probably a better, more tactful way to move through the situation absolutely. than to lie. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think um, me having a natural bent towards just like the care for people. Um, and wanting to do that, but also realizing sometimes that comes to my detriment because <laughs> it's like time scheduling all these things. Yeah. Um, uh, to make it stick, I mean, you gotta you gotta live this life you're you're called to. Mm. And I think as Christians, we're called to carry one another's burdens. Mm. And I think that when we're given that opportunity in other people's lives to say, "How can I pray for you?" We truly take the time to do it. Yeah. Uh, and ask maybe for some specifics, like, "Well, how can I be praying for you?" Mm. It's like, okay, well, like I said, right now, my wife and I were in a huge season of un uncertainty in the foster care system. However, we could absolutely use your prayer for unity in the family, mm. for the transition for our own boys mm. to, you know, welcoming other kids into our home. Yeah. And my wife and I balancing five kids. I'm telling yeah. you, five car seats is not like God's design. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. we're just like, oh man, these kids, are like half of them are crawling over seats, yep. strapping in their seat belts. And, and, um, that was never the plan. <laughs> yeah. Right. And on the weekend, I'm on, I'm on campus. So my wife is like a single mom coming to church, all of yep. her five kids. Yep. And it's like crawling all over her. Exactly. And I'm, I'm the first to say, um, I, I, I don't want to be other people's burdens. Mm. So I would say, oh, we're good, man. We're doing really good. God bless. You know, like, yeah. thanks so much. But if I'm honest, I think a way we can all change is to actually ask for prayer just as mm. much as you offer the prayer. Mm. So if it's like, That's oh, man, it, it is challenging and it could be a next step for some people. And my wife and I in our lives, we've understood and acknowledged um, 
in order to receive prayer, we have to ask for it, mm. right? And at the same time, we 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 pray together every day. We 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 grow in what that looks like and understanding, but also praying without ceasing. Mm. Um, but truly keeping track of them and and being held accountable to them yeah. is one of those things where it's like, oh, like let's ask, yeah, for prayer. Guys, yeah. we need prayer. And then what that does is what in our experience, what that has done for us is it's opened a door for others to to actually offer to mm. pray for us and offer up what they have and mm. what they need prayer for. Yeah. So I think I love that. Yeah. I love that because it's so it's like receiving encouragement from other people. We're yeah. really bad at that too. Because oh, man. there's this there's this reality of like we say, I don't want to be a burden to other people, but really, I don't want to be subject to other people. I don't yeah. want other people to feel like they're better than me. Yeah. And normally we view encouragement as something that comes from a superior person to an inferior. Yeah. And we similarly view prayer the same way that it comes from a superior person to an inferior, yeah. which is why we say, pastor, will you pray for me? Right. Because yeah. your prayers are going to be more effective and yeah. powerful because you got a direct line to the guy superior. upstairs. Yeah. yeah. You're superior yeah. to me. I'm not. And, and so that's, ten, that tends to be how we see it, which is such a broken understanding Yeah. when it's like, really, we're, we're all bearing each other's burdens as people who are burdened together because yeah. we're peers. Oh, and absolutely. So yeah. We need to come to the Lord together on these things and and man to there's something so intimate and powerful about like spending time with a brother in Christ with a sister mm -hmm. in Christ really pouring over hey man this is what's going on in your life this yeah. is what's going on in mine and instead of me just lifting my own perspective up to the Lord and you taking that on behalf of oh yeah me, there's something that just you feel like you're not alone. Mm -hmm. Like it's just it's very empowering. Yeah. And then at the same time, I think to man, how often we say, "Hey, I'll be praying for you," right? And yeah. then we don't. <laughs> One of the things I'm trying to get better at with that, so that I'm not mostly because I'm I'm trying to really check my integrity, right? And say mm -hmm. like, "Am yeah. I actually praying for these people?" One of the things I'm I'm trying to improve on is instead of saying, "Hey, I'll pray for you," is either. Um, let me pray for you right now mm, because okay, yeah. the future tense me is probably not going to hold up to that promise. Yeah, remember, yeah. So let me pray for you right now. Mm -hmm. Or the other thing I'm trying to get good at too is I'm realizing, man, for some of these people in my life that maybe sometimes I have a hard time putting together structured prayer or even finding the time to pray for them, I'll pray for them through a text message okay. so that they know okay. what I'm praying for for them. And so I'll say, hey, this morning I'm praying for... And it oh, maybe sounds past tense, like I did pray for this, sure. but it's like right now, I'm mm -hmm. as I'm writing it, I'm praying for you. And so it's helping me almost like a journaled prayer. Absolutely. It's a journaled prayer that I'm sending off to a friend. It's actually very similar to what we see Paul do all the time with these churches. Absolutely, right? yeah. He's writing down. We're just utilizing is, current technology yeah, to do so. Exactly. Yeah. This yeah. is what I'm praying for you for. And so finding those times where it's like, okay, maybe I have a hard time going there because there's too much going on around me. Sure. And I have a hard time focusing if I just stop in the the middle of my day and I close my eyes, it's too much distraction. Yeah. But for whatever reason, I'm focused enough to send texts all day long. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that's not been a problem for me. So I'll sit and I'll write that text out and yeah. when I feel like, oh man, I need to pray for this person. Is Are there any things you feel like you've added into your life? Just that, like those tools. Yeah. yeah. Uh, honestly, um, like group, group chats are huge because mm. then it's full accountability. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I feel like, man, I don't know if it's because uh, I, I have a, a great influence in a woman named Patty Melendez and <laughs> she's one of the assistants here. Uh, she's 
fantastic. However, um, she taught me the art of a handwritten letter, mm. um, but also what it communicates. So, mm. uh, I mean, like when people fill out their prayer requests on the weekends, yeah. right? They they uh, they truly pour out their hearts to to the Lord, and we get to we're blessed with that to to partner with them in their seasons. And and oftentimes we catch so many things on prayer requests that we personally connect with, mm. uh, and it's such a blessing to the families. And it's mm. it's a blessing to us as the pastoral staff to say, listen, we we take it a great honor to pray for your prayer requests. Um, so when we reach out, um, I have instilled in this and praise God, uh, like every week I'll, I'll, I'll either respond via phone, mm. um, either text or a handwritten note to people like, listen, I got your prayer request praying for this. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, what it's done is it's encouraged them mm. and they'll reach back. Yeah. Like in, in folks that are, again, they'll, they'll come every weekend or, or the folks that come once every six weeks or so, yeah. um, when they get reached out to, they reach back and, yeah. and they feel seen and they feel, and here's the thing, that's not from us. Like that's from like, you know, God's faithfulness, right? Yeah. So we can see that happening. But in, in prayer life, I really feel like there's nothing more precious than being able to communicate with God, the yeah. things. And then and then through the power of the Holy Spirit transforming us, right? Like yeah. I'm reminded uh, of Romans 12 when, when it says, uh, do not conform to the likeness of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Mm. And I think to myself, if I'm renewing my mind, it's with the word of truth. Mm. And I think that even through the word of truth, we can be brought to this place of understanding, like, I need to know this, and this is through prayer, and this is how we strengthen our relationship with God through communication. Yeah. And then He changes our hearts, yeah. right? He transforms our hearts. I'm reminded of a, a quote from Pastor Frank, Pastor Tom's father, mm. when he says, uh, you know that the Holy Spirit's at work in your heart when your want-tos change. Hmm. And, and instead of instead of your desires and your prayers, yeah. you're praying for more of God's will in your life that mm. you would follow those or that your desires would line up to his. Mm. So uh, I, I just think that even like those little things, some of them are old fashioned, some of them take a little more time. Yeah. Um, I, I do, I am guilty, bro. I'm guilty of voice to texting the group chat once in yeah. a while. Yeah. <laughs> so so I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll press the mic and I'll say, hey, good morning, guys. Just wanted to shoot you an encouraging text, jump into prayer today, uh, just to encourage the group, that kind of yeah. thing and, and, uh, and start there. But I mean, even fun uses of, of today's technology. Yeah, use it. It does, it does remind me of how Paul is communicating with the church from back then. And, yeah, because like you know, these letters that Paul's writing, right? Those are cutting edge at that point, yes. right? It feels outdated to us today, but that's mm -hmm. cutting edge technology. He's using a, a brand new mail system in Rome <laughs> yes. to be able to send yeah. these letters. Absolutely. So like he's using the technology <laughs> available to him. Why wouldn't we? Yeah. And I think it begs the question when we see Paul write down his prayers in scripture to other people, there's, there's something to be said for not just saying, I'll pray for you and somebody knowing, right? Like that example you gave when people write down their prayer requests on a welcome form and they send them in and yes. they know that a pastor is going to be praying for them this, that week. There's something to be said for going beyond just, I know somebody's praying for me to, I know what they're praying for. Yes, for me. exactly. Because Paul could have easily said in every letter that he writes a prayer in, yeah. I'm praying for you. Yeah. And just period, right? But instead he goes, I'm praying for you. And then this one in Ephesians 1 is just this long run on sentence. I'm yes. praying for you. This is all the things I'm praying for, for you. And so there's something to be said for why wouldn't we take time to tell the people that we're praying for what we're praying for yeah. for them? You yeah. Know? So question of the week is, is there a right way to pray? What's your take? Is there a right way to pray? <laughs> uh, I, I believe there is. Okay. I believe there is. I believe Jesus told the disciples uh, a right way. Yeah. Uh, I feel like um, even in my own study and in my own time, uh, and even, you know, going through seminary, developing my, my theological worldview, 
I do believe that there is a way. Yeah. I believe that uh, it's it's generally how God wants us to communicate with him, not like a, you should say this or no, like, you know, it's not always like a parrot prayer type deal. Yeah, it's not um, a formula maybe. Yeah, it's not a formula per se. However, it, it is something that we do to communicate with our creator, mm. right? To, to communicate with our savior mm. and uh, and to to use and utilize the advocate and at work in our hearts. Mm. Um, so like, again, like I follow the, I follow basically the, the you know, the, the, the following of like what Jesus told the disciples. Okay. Um, I, I'll try to use that and stick to stick close to that as possible. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I, I just like to be vulnerable and honest with God. Yeah. Um, in my wrestling, I, I, again, like I, I'm reminded of like, like who am I that you are so mindful of me? Mm. Um, and that, that humbles me. Cause I think to myself, like I'm, I'm pretty critical of myself. And sometimes I think like, why did you make that decision or choose that or say that, or don't be so jokey. Yeah. Uh, and I think, man, like I created me to be this way, mm. you know, and oftentimes, um, and I'm sure a lot of us can resonate, but, um, my emotions get the best of me and I act on them. However, uh, when I do that, I, I tend to look at myself in a different lens. Mm. However, I don't, I don't look at myself how God sees me in that time. Um, so I try not to let my conviction drive me to guilt yeah, and shame. Yeah, to distance. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I like to try to instill that discipline to say, if I'm guilty right now or I feel guilty or convicted, allow that to draw me to repentance, mm. which again is just back into prayer, mm. back yeah. into communication. So uh, I don't know if there's a wrong way to pray mm. per se. I, I wouldn't be able to speak to that. Yeah. I just think to myself like, like, don't be irreverent in your heart when you're talking to the yeah. Lord. I, I think, and and this could be critical, but man, when we're talking to God, like we are talking to the Creator of the universe. We're taking, yeah. we're talking to our heavenly Father. Yeah. And um, I, I I don't know. I think it's just experiences in life when people pray and they're like, "Well, Lord, nothing left to do but to come to you." And it's like, "Oh man, like you are addressing, yeah, you are addressing God, yeah, like the Creator of the universe." Leans like, a little too flippant. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I actually think I sometimes when I think of this, I think of this movie. And I, I haven't seen it in years, mm -hmm. but it's called Chasing Mavericks, right? And okay. it's about this guy who's preparing to go surf this gigantic wave, right? Okay. The Mavericks are like these huge waves. <laughs> and so he's putting all this prep work in and he's like learning how to hold his breath for two minutes because if he gets tanked by this wave, he's oh, gonna yeah. be under the water forever. Mm -hmm. And I think when we talk about the fear of God, we tend to think that the fear of God means that uh, I create space between me and God because I mm. understand that there's space there. Yeah. When the fear of God is actually just appropriately respecting God and preparing to come before him. Yeah. So just like chasing a gigantic wave doesn't mean that you're not going to get close to the wave. Yeah. It just means you're going to prepare to get close to the wave because yeah. you understand that thing could kill you. Yeah, absolutely. And so you're going to treat yeah. it with the appropriate respect yes. that's deserved yeah. to that gigantic wave, and then you get to go get close to it. Yeah. And so just the same in our relationship with God. We're gonna treat him with the respect yeah. that is honored and, and due to him, yeah. you know? And and so we're gonna to come to him with all this preparation to come to him, yeah. not because we're trying to keep distance between us, but because we respect yeah. exactly who he is. No, I agree. So, yep. Great conversation today, man. I appreciate <laughs> awesome. well, it. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully it's a blessing to you. Uh, and as always, drop a tangible takeaway that you've got there in the comments for us. Uh, and then don't forget to like the video and maybe share it with a friend. But we'll catch you guys next week on Tangible Takeaways.